The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks, Nancy. We're still talking Scotland. Are you half full or half empty after that Nations League double header? Are you looking forward to getting it back inside a football ground? Hopefully, we're taking some tentative steps on Saturday. Towards that happening, hello and good evening and welcome to the Goat Radio Football Show between now and seven, football chat all the way. We'll have Darren Jackson with us a little bit later on, former Celtic and Scotland, uh, looking back and looking forward with him. Uh, we'll be looking forward with uh, Josh Mullen of Ross County to fans inside the ground in Dingwall, one of the test venues at the weekend. We'll also be talking grassroots football and the difficulties of getting playing again at that level uh, that may be around the back of six on the show Rob McLean here, Ali Defoy, uh, Barry Ferguson and Ali how does everyone get in touch because we want you to be part of the show as well for sure. Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Lots of you have been getting in touch on the socials. We'll read some of them out later at Go Football Show and drop us a text 87474. Put Go at the start of your message and it's a normal network rate on that text as well. So it was Scotland won, Israel won last Friday night and Monday uh, in Olomouc it was uh, the Czech Republic won, Scotland two. So it's four points out of six in the Nations League. Uh, Barry Ferguson with us tonight and uh, the former Rangers and Scotland skipper hasn't had a chance on the show yet to react to uh, Monday's performance and result. And you're champing at the bit. What did you think, Barry? Well, the result was good. There's no doubt about that. Getting the three points, the performance, um, I'll be honest with you, wasn't impressive at all. Um, I thought we struggled at times. Again, what I, I said about the game against Israel last Friday, somebody to go and control that, that game of football. Um, and nobody in the middle of the park certainly did that. Um, the positives I can take out it as I said is three points it's a win they keep the unbeaten run going I think that's five games yeah. Dykes again up front I've got to be honest with you Rob another impressive performance from him got the goal he deserved um, I thought his link up play everything about him on the night was, was excellent just pity he had to come off with an injury and I thought David Marshall showed what a, a quality goalkeeper he is with, with a couple of very good save so in terms of the performance Stevie Clark will be pretty concerned but the most important thing is getting the, the one and the three points So Lyndon Dykes and maybe Ollie McBurney the man who spoke to us last Friday um, telling us putting us right on his feelings about Scotland um, where a lot of people had uh, Jumped off the deep end, really, in terms of uh, having got that game time with Sheffield United on his way back from injury. But those two up front, maybe, um, if he's fit and ready to go, Ollie McBurney, that, that could be a possibility with a with a two up front for Scotland. I know we've got issues elsewhere in the team, but mm. but that that could be a plus. Lyndon Dykes, as you say, is, is a big discovery, isn't he? Thank goodness he plumped for Scotland and not Australia. Yeah, listen, I mean, I've seen enough of him last season, Rob. I, I could see that there was a, a very good player in there. Some of his performances, certainly against Celtic. Um, but overall, I thought he was he was very good last season. Delighted that he, he, he uh, picked Scotland over Australia. And the last two games, for me, he's been the standout. There, there's no doubt about it. He's, he's been excellent. He's shown that um, he can step up to international level, which is difficult. A lot of people uh, tend... They struggle um, and you look two years ago Rob he was in the championship he's come up Livingston have took a chance on him 
So Livingston deserve a bit of credit as well, not just Queen of the South, and he's progressed and then he's now got his move down to the Championship, moved up to international football, and he doesn't look out of place. As I said, I was I was very impressed with his overall performance in the two games. I'm trying not to worry about Scotland mm-hmm. uh, for next month and that uh, playoff semi-final against Israel, but I can't help myself worrying because I just don't think we can carry on with the luck we've had in both games really mm. especially maybe the, the Czech Republic game um, I mean fantastic four points out of six yes we would have taken that beforehand and maybe expected the points to come the other way around in the games uh, but four points out of six we're top of the group that's great but we need to be better we need to be more solid don't we? Yeah listen in terms of performance on the pitch the points is, is great to get, get on board um, but as I said in terms of the way we played it wasn't impressive it wasn't enjoyable to watch if I'm being honest with you I, I sat down on, on Monday night looking forward to it hoping obviously the Czech Republic were the, I mean the team that they put out was probably a B team um, and I expected more I know he made five changes but I expected more Rob um, I wanted us to control the, the, the game more I expected more for the players um, on the pitch and that will be the frustration for the manager there's no doubt about it I mean I think he used 16 players in the two games Yeah. so he'll go away he'll analyse both games um, and hopefully come the, the big game the crunch game next month that the boys can come and, and put a better performance on because um, the, the quality is there Rob uh, oh, you, you, you look through the players and absolutely yeah but I, I still believe we'll get better um, I still think there's more to come I hear a few people talking about the pressures that they're playing with Scotland but if you look through that Scotland squad there's guys that are under constant pressure at their, their club sides they're under pressure to win every single week so I, I don't buy that as an excuse I just think it's been an off two games for them um, and I'm expecting more um, next month as I said I think there's a, a lot of quality I'm still confident that we've got a right man for the job in Stevie Clark I'm still confident We've got good enough players to progress. Um, it's just I want to see it in a more consistent basis. The last time I asked you for your Scotland team, I gave you about an hour and a half to scroll it down on the back of a fag packet. But uh, mm. this time I'm going to give you about three or four weeks uh, or to start thinking about what you would do for that game. You should probably um, point out that Barry actually got it right. It, no, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, they right. pointed it out on Monday. Yeah, yeah oh, he's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was what, enough, only once. And can I just say I got the result right in London Dykes, you first did. goal scorer? <laughs> you Monday. did. You did. Good you job did. we didn't put any money I, in that. I take, I take it you made an investment. <laughs> um, no, no, of course you didn't. Um, yeah, but um, no, I'm just wondering at this stage what you would be thinking about doing with the team in terms of would you would you stick with the three? Would you continue with Scott McTominay at the back? I think the managers went a back three both games, so that it makes you think he's not going to go to a four for yep. the, for, for the biggest game of of the, of the three. Yep, um, I think Kieran Tierney. Um, I think Arsenal are still managing him through injuries. Uh, if you notice down south, if they had two games in three days, he tended not to play the the following game. Um, he, he he's got to come in and play the next game, Rob. You've got to play Kieran Tierney. Um, I know a lot of people were surprised. I was surprised, but if you look at his his injury um, concerns over the past year, maybe Stevie Clark spoke to Mikel Arteta and thought about. Listen, we can we can leave him out as long as he's on the bench. He's an important member. He's a big player, um, but I, I think he'll stick to the back three, um, and hopefully, Ollie McBurney 
comes back firing for Sheffield United because I'm excited about the two up front as well. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'll go back to what I says on Monday. I need more for the midfield players. I, I think I've said plenty of times on this show what I think of Callum McGregor. I think Callum McGregor's got everything a midfielder needs. He's got real quality on the ball. He can dictate a game. He can pass the ball. He can bomb forward. He can score a goal. I need to see him control a, um, a game more. I know he'd never played on Monday, but I fully expect him to play the Israel game um, so th- there's quite a few players that need to up their game a bit I think they know it themselves and Stevie Clark the manager will know that so he's got a lot of thinking to do as I says he'll go through the, both games watch it closely and he'll come up with a, a decision um, hopefully a winning decision against Israel Would Ryan Fraser be unlikely for that Israel game he's just signed for Newcastle but he, he, he's short short of games I mean I guess that's, we just don't know about his state of readiness his sharpness fitness because all things being equal he is one you would add into the mix isn't he for that game if, if he was ready for it Another player that always impresses me when I watch him Rob i seen his interview uh, today when he signed me with Newcastle He's been open and honest saying that he's no fit as he should be because obviously he's not played many games and he's not had many training sessions. But it's a month before that Israel game. Um, that's plenty of time to get um, good training under your belt, get a few games because I, I think he could be a big player as well uh, for Scotland, as I said. He, for he's, Bournemouth, he, he's one that can make things happen. Yeah, for Bournemouth, when I watched Bournemouth, he certainly was a standout for Bournemouth. I think Newcastle have got a fantastic player. And as I said, I think when he's fit, I think Stevie Clark um, would put him in his start in 11. We're talking successes in that game. We're putting the accent on the positive as we always try to do. And and as you say, David Marshall, a couple of outstanding saves, really important for Scotland. Lyndon Dykes, both games uh, massively successful. I think Ryan Christie, a big success as well. Yes, there were moments in the games where he would probably have expected to maybe have done a lot be- better, a couple of breakaways where he could have made a different decision. But tucking away two penalties, in one in each game, and that's three international goals in four matches now for him. I mean, that that is that's impressive because... People, people say, yeah, it was just a penalty. But but in in many ways, that's the most difficult uh, chance to take of all because you're expected to score. It shows you his confidence. It shows you um, he's playing at a high level. I, I'll admit, a couple of years ago when he went and loaned to Aberdeen, I wasn't sure if he was going to come back and be a Celtic player. Um, he had to work to get into that team. And since he's broke into that Celtic team, he's been one of the main players. And he's a main player for Scotland. Um, when that penalty is uh, given for Scotland he's first up he wants to go and take it it shows you the level of confidence that he's got in his own ability and as, as you rightly said there was a couple of occasions in the second half when, when Scotland countered he could have released it that's maybe a frustration um, that you've got with him at times um, but he's still pretty young in terms of he's learning the game still but I've got to be honest with you every time I've watched him for both Celtic and Scotland he's always impressed me as well so have you got that team ready for me yet or do you need a little bit more time? I'll have it. Um, <laughs> give me a couple <laughs> I, of weeks. I, know, I don't want to rush you too much. Um, so we're talking Scotland, we're talking uh, club football as well. We're pointing the way ahead, this being Wednesday, to the return of the Premiership on Saturday uh, 6, 
three o'clock kickoffs to come, and two, of course, uh, hopefully, unless things change, uh, featuring uh, fans in the grounds as well. Now, Celtic um, have completed the signing. We seem to have been talking about it for a long time, but it has finally gone through, and I think the Celtic fans are very excited uh, about the prospect of seeing Shane Duffy in action for the first time. He is uh, paraded at the ground in hoops, and here he is. I'm in a difficult stage in my career where I haven't played a lot in the last year so I had to make the right choice and, and I feel like I'm at a good age to come here and it's something I wanted to do all my career really is play for Celtic and I wanted to come here when I'm at a good good age. And Neil Lennon couldn't barely have planned it any better that he said a couple of games with the Republic of Ireland to warm him up because as he says himself uh, he hasn't had a lot of game time in the last year. Yeah, he just says that he struggled to get the game time. Um, I think Neil Lennon, Lennon will be a happy manager. He said two full 90 minutes in three days. Um, so I don't see any reason why that he won't start the game for Celtic on uh, uh, Saturday. He's a big signing for them. As I said, he, he's he's a throwback in terms of a centre-half. He, he loves a physical challenge. I think that's what Celtic have been lacking uh, defensively. So I, I think the Celtic fans will, will see Shane Duffy straight into the, the starting eleven on Saturday. He's been talking uh, about emulating what his hero did at Celtic. One of his heroes anyway, Bobo Baldi. And uh, remembering what Baldi did at Celtic. I mean, he, he just had people frightened off, didn't he? And, and I just wonder whether Shane Duffy might have that sort of quality about him as well. He might have some strikers running for cover. Yep, I was in the receiving end of a few tackles for Big Bobo. Um did he ever say Bobo was going to get you? No, but the Celtic but fans did. screamed that <laughs> a few times. Um, no, listen, he was a, 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 major, a major player for Celtic, a real physical presence. And Shane Duffy's in that sort of mode as well. Um, as I said, he's, he loves the physical side of it. He's aggressive in both boxes. Um, so I, I think Celtic have got a, a top centre half. He's a Premier League player. Um, I know he's not played too much for Brighton last season, but... He's an um, international player as well, he's Republic Island captain, he's a real leader, so I'm sure Neil Lennon will be delighted to get him through the door. And maybe a lot of Celtic fans are a little bit concerned that they're too nice at the back, because while Ayer and Julian can play the ball out and mm. get forward, and with Julian scored a goal against Motherwell, he got into the opposition box last time out. It's about what you do inside your own penalty box, chiefly, in those positions and, and maybe Duffy is going to add a bit of steel I think a lot of that gets forgotten about now Rob I think a, a lot of people like to see defenders play the ball out but I, I'm I'm pretty old school in that, that fashion as well I, I like a defender's got to defend first and foremost for me um, and as you say is in his own box um, and it's a bonus if he can do it in the opposition box and that's what you'll get for Shane Duffy you can clearly see that. I've seen the highlights of both Republic games. You can see he's a proper leader. He never played at the top of his game, but he's not had much game time. Um, but they, they two ninety minutes, will stand him in good stead. And as I said, that I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's put straight in at the start of eleven on Saturday. The Celtic fans will also be having question marks about the other end of the pitch. 
Um, Odson Edouard uh, offered encouragement to Celtic fans with uh, because he played for the French under-21s during the international break. I think he scored as well. He, he's got a great goal-scoring record at international level as well. So the expectation would be that he would be back for that game in Dingwall on Saturday. But what about Lee Griffiths? It's all gone really quiet about Lee Griffiths. Uh, I mean, we will find out. There'll be media conferences in the, in the next couple of days. Uh, and, and clearly Neil Lennon will be asked, that'll be one of the questions he will be asked is, what's the story with, with Lee Griffiths? Celtic want him back, um, maybe to slot into to the the three five two formation, which could be what they do with Shane Duffy now in the door. Well, the Celtic fans will be desperate to know what's happening. Really, I've I, I seen he's, he was back training last week. Um, not just the Celtic fans, Rob, the Scotland yeah, fans as yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, he's, for me, he's the best natural forward Scotland I've got um, we've spoke about Lyndon Dykes and Ola McBurn they've been a good partnership but I've, I mean I would love to see Lyndon Dykes and Lee Griffiths I think that would be even better um, but it's, it'll be interesting to see because uh, obviously Neil Lennon will, will be posed the question is Lee fit enough to be back in the squad because as you've seen that the after the winter break, uh, break sorry Rob him and Edward were on fire yeah. they, they were a great partnership it was um, it was good to see Lee come back from all his struggles, um, and I was excited as well for Scotland because you you want your best uh, best players available, and certainly Lee, uh, Lee Griffiths is one of Scotland's best players. I'll be in a Yeti too by by the time uh, we come out of the international break. Uh, he'll have been working hard, you would imagine, behind the scenes to get himself ready as well. Because if if Lee Griffiths isn't ready, then the Celtic fans will want a Yeti to be ready to link up with Edouard possibly as a as a front two because so far off the bench and, and he's certainly shown he can take chances uh, coming on as a sub yeah you've seen it two, two goals um, and he looked he looked like a real penalty box striker um, I know Neil says that he's, he's not been fit enough but as you say I think he was actually away with, with Switzerland I think he got a was bit he? of game time right. um, with Switzerland as well so he's had that training Um He'll come back in today or tomorrow and I'm sure he'll get another couple of days. So I'd be surprised if he didn't start and Neil Lennon doesn't think he's fit enough because, as I said, he's had two weeks now, been away with the international scene. Um, so he should be fit to, to go and start. And finally, for now, on Celtic, um, the rumour machine is telling us that uh, Bully Bull and Goalie could be getting a move to Roma uh, in Italy, lined up. But I guess wherever he goes... Uh, Celtic and Neil Lennon would just like that to happen pretty quickly. They would like closure on all of this because, uh, you know, I guess he doesn't really want to be there anymore and, and they probably don't want him around. Yeah, they, they, I would guess they just want him out the door, as you said, Rob. Um, after what he'd done, which I thought was um, selfish, there's no doubt about it, Neil Lennon was clearly unhappy. Um, I'm sure his teammates were, were unhappy with it as well. So the best thing for both parties would to part ways and... I'm sure um, he'll not be missed um, for what happened because um, the Celtic players and the Celtic team missed a, a bit of football through his um, stupidness. Uh, so I think it's clear that Celtic want rid of him and it's best, um, as I say, for both parties that that happens quick, uh, quickly. It's football chat between now and seven on the Go Radio Football Show. We'll be talking to former Celtic and Scotland striker Darren Jackson soon and hopefully speaking to you as well. Here's the number 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go!
Glasgow Zone, Go Radio, and it's the football show. It's Monday to Friday. It's five till seven, and you can help us set the agenda by getting in touch on oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. It's uh, eight seventy four seventy four on the text, and it's at Go Football Show on the socials. So uh, get in touch with. We're going to be talking uh, grassroots football a little bit later on the back of uh, six and the difficulties in getting uh, back out on the pitch, and you know all about that. Barry, because uh, you're trying to get some game time with Kelty Hearts, your team, and you've got a friendly organised for Saturday, haven't you? Yeah, that's our, our first game, uh, first friendly game, but there's a lot of um, protocols and, and things like that we've got to go through. It's it, it's certainly different, um, but I explained to the boys last night, listen, at least we're back on the, the pitch again, getting some game time. It's not ideal but you, you, need to, you need to do what you've got to do just to get a, a game of football. Um, so hopefully over the coming weeks it'll, um, it'll relax a bit. But I'm just happy to be out coaching and, and for the boys to get a game of football again. I'm a bit worried about you because you've been watching the Nicola Sturgeon's Scottish <laughs> Government briefing. What, what, what's, what's worrying you about what she's saying? Um, obviously well, in fact, Ali, you've got a note of what, what uh, Nicola Sturgeon uh, said today and it's just it's on the back of what we're hoping is happening on Saturday which is uh, fans getting into grounds at least at Pataudry uh, and at Victoria Park in Dingwall as well but what, what was it she said today just to remind Barry yeah Ali, for Ali? sure and anyone who actually might have missed it I know it, I watched Barry it. knows I watched it I was just going to give you a word for <laughs> word though <laughs> so basically the First Minister um, will announce a review of lockdown restrictions tomorrow however Nicola Sturgeon said I'm not going to preempt the announcement but I'm going to make that I'm going to make in Parliament tomorrow but I've said a few times this week I've used terms like putting the brakes on uh, perhaps not going ahead with things we'd hoped to go ahead with given the evidence we're seeing right now people can draw a direct uh, direction of travel from that but in terms of detail I'm duty bound to set that out in Parliament tomorrow so take what you will from that you feeling the worst Barry? Yes because listen it was a, a start Allowing the fans to get back into the game, I think three hundred. Rob, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, at least it was a start to get some fans back in, get back to some sort of normality. Um, but that worries me. I watched it. I tuned in at twelve o'clock. Um, I came in and I obviously told you, but she was surprised about. <laughs> but um, we'll just need to wait tomorrow and and see what she she comes up with. Um, I like it when we get your political analysis. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, most days I, I tune in to listen. Is <laughs> yeah, it, I was going to say, what yeah, made you watch yeah. today? Is it every no, I'm day? just interested, obviously, we, yeah. we have started back a couple of weeks ago and obviously I am like every other football fan. I'm desperate for the fans to get back in. Yeah. Um, but listen, I also understand that, that health comes first. Uh, and obviously with it, there's been a, a spike of late. So that might change uh, the First Minister's ideas. Yep, let's talk to a former Celtic and Scotland striker Darren Jackson. Um, if you're screaming at the radio at the moment, yes, he played for Hibs and Hearts and Dundee United <laughs> and a million other teams as well. And uh, he played 28 times for Scotland and scored four goals. I think I'm right in saying, Darren, how are you? I'm fine, Rob. I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, yeah, good. We're, we're bright. Our mood is brightened by the prospect of getting a few fans into grounds at the weekend. I mean, we were just—I don't know if you overheard that there—but we were just talking yeah. about what Nicola Sturgeon was saying today. So let's hope it actually does happen, uh, Darren, because it's a, a step in the right direction. 
of course it is. It's, 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 been, it's been horrible for everyone and you would love this to happen, but I think I heard Barry, everyone's got to be safe. And I think the clubs would have, the, the, the Aberdeen and Ross County would have spent a lot of money and, and getting the 300 fans in. And I'm sure they would behave themselves. There's obviously a lot of restrictions that they've got to do. And I was sure that they'd um, take care of that, the, the fans. So we're just hoping that they, um, it can go ahead. But I'm, I'm not as confident now as I was. Ali, you've got a note there of the do's and don'ts uh, for them at the moment for, for fans going into games and, and probably more don'ts than do's, to be honest. Absolutely. So the rules at a glance, um, temperature check before entering the ground, which I think a lot of people are doing on their way to work at the moment anyway. No shouting, singing or chanting. So that is to reduce the risk of infection, but it doesn't say anything about not bringing a drum. So um, that's a, a thought out there. Bring photo ID as well as your ticket. Wear a face mask at all times. Sit only in your allocated seat. Give way to those climbing stairs and keep two metres apart and sanitise your hands. Darren, no singing, shouting or chanting. <laughs> that's, that's not really going to catch on, is it? <laughs> is, that a, is, that, is, that, is that a Kelty game? <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to be able to shout at the, at the manager, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, listen, you've got to abide to the, the, the rules that they're setting out um, just to get in the stadium, Rob, so we can try and go forward with this and maybe then another 600 kit and then 900 and so but as I say it doesn't look as though it might happen but we can only keep our fingers crossed that everyone will play to the rules and um, do what's right for, for the clubs It was closed doors um, Monday night Darren in the, in the Czech Republic as Scotland uh, somehow got a 2-1 win out of that game uh, to make it four points out of six in the in the Nations League group what did you think? Um, well, I think I'll say what everybody said. It's a win, um, but the performance obviously it, it wasn't it wasn't good enough. Um, I, I think there's no hiding behind that. Um, I think it was a team that was put together within um, probably five or six days, um, who who performed very well. When you, and and again, people get carried up up in stats. They had much more stats. Had much more corners. They had much more shots. But we won at the end of the day, and that's the biggest stat that you look at. But it was it wasn't good enough. I don't think we were positive enough. And and like, listen, I'm not talking about we've got Lyndon Dykes up there. I'm not talking about just batting the ball up to him. But let's try and get the ball in, into him a lot quicker, a lot quicker than we did. Because I think I think he did. I'm a big fan of Lyndon Dykes. I think he did well in the two games. But it was just, and I know it's hard to get a tempo when there's not a crowd there, but I think we, we had to try and make the tempo and try and play the ball forward a lot quicker than we did. Jacko, how are you doing? I'm not bad, mate, you? I'm good, I'm good. My, my concern from the game in, in Friday and Monday, and I was just speaking to Rob about it earlier on, was in terms of, I'm looking for certain players to take control of the game, because um, at club level, for instance, Ryan Jack, a Callum McGregor, um, do that week in week out that's my concern with the Scotland team it looks to me if there's there's players that come and, and underperform now I've heard people saying about maybe it's the pressures of, of not getting to a major tournament in 20 years or so but I, I don't I don't buy into that because these guys are under constant pressure at their clubs every week of course they are Barry no one has, knows more than you about the, the pressures they're playing for, for the old firm um, and what comes but taking the step up to the and, and listen people think this is this is a bit of a set up I say, but you see the players you mentioned the Ryan Jackson the McGregor's 
the Kenny McLeans, the Flex, they're all very, very good players. But we've not got someone like Apribe McAllister and McStay. We've not got someone like yourself who can actually take control of a game and run the game the way we, we, we need a midfield player to do. And I think, as I say, they're all good players. Kenny's playing in the Premiership last year. Flex playing in the Premiership. McGregor and uh, Jack are playing with two of the biggest clubs in the world. And there's pressure there. But you need, we, we've not got someone, and I've said, it, I've said it for quite a while. Now, it might be putting pressure on the young kid, but Billy Gilmore could do that. Billy Gilmore has got the, the, the arrogance, and I think even the stature now, to go and take control of a midfield and run a midfield the way you did yourself. So would you pitch him in for this, for this game against Israel, Dan? Listen, Rob, Billy Gilmore's played against Man United and, 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 and um, Liverpool yeah. and performed extremely well. Extremely well. And the plaudits he got, <laughs> and it takes a lot to get praise from Roy Keane, but you heard what Roy Keane <laughs> yeah. said. Do you know what I mean? And I, I love listening to Roy. Yeah. He's truthful. I don't, people nowadays can't actually handle the truth. Um, that was a good saying for, um, but they can't handle the truth because it's, it's like bullying now if you're, if you're hammering someone and, and Barry was used to it when, with his managers telling them when he was doing something wrong and Roy's like that but the praise he gave on Billy Gomer was incredible and I have, I have no doubt I worked with him with the under 19s and Billy pl- trains every day as though it's his last and he plays every game as though it's his last because he's got a, such a desire and he says it in a paper and people think, that's quite arrogant. I want to be the best in the world. That's no arrogance. That's just, he wants to achieve his goal. And I, I've, I've no doubt about Billy Gilmore going all the way. You're talking there about criticism. And I must admit, I feel guilty about being critical of Scotland. And we, you know, we Peter Grant, we Julie Fleeting on the show last night. And, and they were both being very positive. And um, Peter was reckoning that some of the criticism of the performances was kind of unrealistic uh, in terms of where we are, in terms of players' game time and all that sort of stuff. And and Julie was pointing out quite rightly as well, four points out of six, we'd have taken that. We'd, of course we would from, from these two games. We're in a good position in terms of points, but it, it's difficult to watch to watch what happened and not be concerned about this this game coming up. And, and maybe it, it, it is the time to improve. Maybe it's the time to add to the squad a la maybe Billy Gilmore and we were speaking right at the top of the show about Ryan Fraser as well having now got his future sorted um, if he's fit enough he could be added into the mix as well giving us something a bit more positive going forward Yes of course and then listen you're hoping now it might come too soon for a Griffiths but then you've got McBurney as well you've got Ryan Fraser who's not got played so you've got, play- you've got players to come back in but even a Lyndon Dykes came out and said I think we should be beating Israel at home. Yeah. And I'm not being critical because I know I, I, I've played in poor performances for Scotland, even though I achieved the goal that we qualified for two campaigns. We had bad performances. Um, and you have to take the criticism. That's like then it was, it was really harsh. And you have to take it. And I think it makes you a stronger and better person that you go out and you say, well, I actually don't like that. So I need to, I need to up my performance. And it's no good enough just to give... I thought we were giving the ball away very cheaply the other night. Yeah, and, and, what, and, what, and, what, and what it is, Darren, it's constructive criticism. It's not, it's yes, not, it's not, to, yes. it's not to demolish people, <laughs> it's, a, it's actually to try to improve through, I, through criticism. I'll be honest with you, I've, I've read a lot of quotes and um, I've watched people talk about the game and I think it's been constructive. 
I'll be honest with you I don't I don't think anybody in the media has come out and, and hammered them and says it's um, oh, they're, they're, they're poor players or it's been a poor performance uh, listen it wasn't the best performance let's be honest Jacko made a good point when I was watching the game on Monday night we just gave the ball away cheaply at times when we've got really good footballers and as I say I keep going back and looking at that squad and I'm really positive about that squad I think there's a lot of good players in there. Yeah. And then you bring in, as Jacko just mentioned, Billy Gilmore, who, for me, I watched last season and I was taking aback how good he was. I think he could be a, a real superstar, the kid. And do you know what? I don't mind saying that because I think he can handle it. And, uh, and the it's boy. A, and then you've got Lee Griffiths, Ollie McBurney, Fraser to come back. You're yeah. talking about very good players. So I still remain positive. The performance, let's be honest, if you ask any of the players... They should be man enough to say, right, do you know what, it wasn't good enough, but the main thing is, we got the three points. Stevie Clark will go away, he'll look at the video, he'll analyse it, and then hopefully come the Israel game, the big game, that will get it correctly, and, and we'll what, win it. And what you're talking about, one of the one of the worries is Scotland's inability in those two games to manage the game at particular points, where you get one up against Israel and you just look to get control of the game at that point, and when you turn it around and, and you get to 2-1 against the Czech Republic and you just look to have a, some control and composure, Darren, in the game, and that, and that, that wasn't there, was it? Well, that, that, that's where you need, as I said, Rob, I was very lucky, that's where you need a McAllister, a McStay, a Ferguson to just take control and calm things down and, and, and just, just settle just settle players. And like even if and, and as I said, in international football you don't you don't really do this, but just maybe stick the ball in the corners for, for five minutes just to get you up the park and get away from your from your own from your own goal. So you can just settle down again and then get the ball and start passing because you're going to go through spells and games where you're not in control of the game. Even the good teams have spells where they're, they're not in control of the game, but it's how it's how you manage the game. And obviously, like changing formations, when you look at the defence in, the, in the both games, that most of them play in a back four, and Stevie's only got them for three or four days. To, so to change the system from like McKenna being the spare man, I think McKenna's a centre half who likes going and winning things. So so it's different for him. People say, well, he's a defender, so he should be able to do. But it's a, it's a different it's a different position for him him to play. So it does take its time. Again, I played in a team where it, it was three, it, we played three at the back, and we had, we had Henry Calderwood and Boyd, who who were obviously yeah. very very good players. But we had to work on it. You can't just turn up and they played in the back four, and you have to work on it. And I think, given the time, if he's going to play a back three. I think the the longer we get and the more hopefully the more successful it will get better. Barry, I agree with him. I, I I think the back three, as as Dan says there, quite a lot of them playing a back four with their clubs. Um, it's no ideal. You don't get enough enough time to work on the on the training ground with them. But I think he'll he'll stick to that formation going into the Israel game. I'd be surprised. Because he's played these two games with a back three. Yeah. I think that's the way he sees he's going forward. I think that's the way he sees getting the best players into the team. I know Kieran didn't play on Monday, but I'll go back to it. I think he's still got to manage himself with his, his previous injury. I think he's a certain starter. So, look, I remain positive. I'm getting, I'm getting positive. This has been like a therapy session for me. I'm feeling I'm yeah, feeling look, a bit happier now than I was. I'm going to, to hide away for the fact the performance wasn't great. I was disappointed with it on Monday. And parts of it in, in the Friday night. 
But I still look at that squad and I still believe we've got good enough players to go and achieve what we've not done in a long time and that's get to a major tournament. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned, we were speaking about Lee Griffiths and the question mark about when, he, when, when he'll come back and play mm-hmm. and if he gets a couple of games for Celtic, then he could be a factor for Scotland and, and, and that would just make us feel a whole lot better. Maybe Billy Gilmore as well and another couple of tweaks to the team, Ryan Fraser, possibly Darren and, and suddenly um, we're looking at me taking a step forward in terms of performance next month. Yeah, so you, Rob, you're, you're, you're picking players that are playing at the highest level. Now, whether Griffiths is going to be matched fit, you don't know. If he's back and he's maybe back on the Celtic bench, I would still have him in the squad on the bench because you know that he can produce your goal out of no, nothing. Ryan Fraser's, and no disrespectful, no disrespect to Bournemouth, but he's going to a massive club in Newcastle. Demands there are going to be greater than, than what he's had. So it's just the, the demands at their club can only make them better at international international football. And and like I would have probably liked to have seen rather than Christie playing up um, with Dykes, just playing off him because Ryan Christie likes coming onto the ball and getting the ball getting played up to Dykes and him playing off him. But then next month, if you have McBurney, he plays in a two a three five two system at Sheffield United, who have been very successful um, this season. So that might become a better partnership. You've cheered me up no end, Darren. I'm going to have you on every night on the show, I think, at this rate. Oh, good, thanks, Rob. Good, good to talk You've to you. You've not been in a night out with him. Jesus, he sends you to sleep. <laughs> I'm well, away early, Barry, you know that. Uh, <laughs> we might test the theory. Uh, Darren, thanks a lot. Good to talk to you on the Go Radio Football Show. Oh, we'll be talking to Cheers, Kieran man. in Cote Bridge after this. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go! Exactly, 5.45 on the Go Radio football show, uh, 5 till 7, uh, Monday to Friday. Simon Donnelly, former Celtic striker, with us tomorrow night. Cy Ferry is back on Friday. Paul Cooney as well. And uh, here's how you get in touch with the show. Yep, you can drop us a text, 87474. Put Go at the start of your message. That'll come through to the studio. Or you can get us on the socials at Go Football Show. Lots of you have been getting involved in some chat we'll be bringing you later. As well as on the phone lines like Kieran has just done, oh, 808 17 17 700 Kieran, hi there Hiya, how you doing? Good, thank you Calling in from Coat Bridge What would you like to say? Uh, first of all I'd like to say a big hello to Barry How um, you doing Kieran? I'm alright mate Thank you um, for obviously taking my, my call for me um, I've got a couple of questions for you Barry if that's okay No problem Fire away um, My first question for you Barry is What player and coach at Rangers were most inspirational to you and why? Um, in terms of coach I'd probably say uh, Dick Advocate um, he put a lot of faith in me when I was a a young a young lad um, with a lot of international players and he kind of built the team round about me so that gave me a lot of confidence um, going forward um, how, how old were you at that stage Barry? I just turned 19 right um, that's the year obviously Walter Walter had given me my debut and I'd played a few games in the first team and it was great learning under Walter, but for a, a, a coach coming from Holland who was well known in terms of the tactical side of it, so it was a, a new learning thing for me. Um, and you were surrounded with established superstars. Yeah, right? like say, he brought in Arthur Newmans and Van Bronckhurst and, and players like that, so that that was great for me. But it's great when a manager puts a, faith, a lot of faith in a, a young kid and that just gave me the confidence to go on and and achieve what I wanted to achieve as a, a young kid and and I just mentioned the player there 
probably who I, I learned a lot professionally was Arthur Newman. Um, just to watch him, the way he looked after himself on and off the pitch. Uh, just a just a proper professional, Arthur Newman. Was. He just wasn't a great player. He was a, a great person as well, Rob. Um, I probably shouldn't. So, me- I probably shouldn't mention this, but I, I've just read uh, Chris Sutton's book, and he he has one. There's one section in his book where it's underrated players. He's got his top ten underrated players of his time, and Arthur Newman's in there. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I knew he was a good player when when Rangers signed him from PSV. But when you train with the guy day in day out, um, you see the way he, he carries himself in training. Um, he just trained the way he wanted to play on a Saturday and that's this, the sort of things that I learned off him um, and obviously the way he, he looked after himself off the pitch he took me under his wing um, I think Dick Advocat told him to do that because obviously a, a young Lanarkshire Indeed. boy uh, sometimes I, I get into a bit, of, a bit of trouble but Arthur Newman was great for me he was like a kind of father figure um, and he was obviously my roommate and somebody who I learned so much off. And what what was apart from the Brown Brogues, what was the style of <laughs> of manager that Dick Advocat was? Um he came across a lot of people the little general, um, never happy, but he, he had a, a different side to him. I mean, a great coach, a fantastic coach. In terms of the tactical side of the game, I learned so much off him. Um it was just great to get an insight from a, a country who produced unbelievable players. Um, the players that he'd managed and produced uh, through PSV was unbelievable. Um, but just the way he carried himself as well, um, he, he was great for me. He was very, he was very straightforward, and that's what I liked about him. If you didn't play well, he'd let you know. Um, he he would uh, pull you aside and t- and tell you what you had to work on. And if you didn't produce on a Saturday. You didn't play the following uh, week, yeah, so that's. I mean, I could go on and on about him. Just a, a a fantastic coach in general. His his hair was a work of art, wasn't it? Did it? Could anyone? I think go, he was could one. You, could you give him a stick about his hair? I think he was one of the first with a weave. He, he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he sounded almost like Sai. He's usually the one that talks about people's looks and clothes. No, no. No, but Dick no. Advocat's hair was was a like a a, a structure, wasn't it? All all on its own. It, it was. Um, when it was windy, it never moved. Was, did it, was anyone brave enough to have a go at him and put his hair? No, no, no. That's that. That's one thing about him. If you go in the wrong side of him, you you knew it. And and I liked that as well. It, that was kind of in the Walter Smith mould. Um, he was the same. He, uh, again, a, a excellent coach. But there was a line you wouldn't cross, and if you crossed that line with, with both Walter and, and Dick, um, you felt the wrath of the. Yeah. I, I know that I know, I know that myself actually from interviewing Dick Advo quite quite a lot at that time, mm-hmm. and I got on really well with him. But but you did have that feeling that if you crossed the line, he would come down and yell like a ton of bricks. Yeah, but uh, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that in, in managers. Um, but as I said, fantastic coaching. And do you know what? He never overcomplicated things, Robert. Either I think a lot of coaches nowadays overcoach. Um, he simplified things. The way certain positions he would give you two or three pointers. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't um, overindulge you with information, um, which I was surprised about because you think coming for the Dutch way of football, Dutch way of playing, it would be so much information. But it was um, it wasn't like that. It was very structured. Um, but like, it was like, it, like his hair. 
I've got to be honest with you I learnt so much off the guy um, He was a big factor in in, uh, in my career Because your hair doesn't move much No but it's hairspray oh. And it's real And there's no, real, there's no weave I'm saying nothing Kieran um, that, was, that was question 1A from you Sorry I went on to ask B, C, D, E and F I think on the back of that But, but you've, you've got another question I think for Barry haven't you? That's all right. Um, but for Barry, Barry's a big, obviously a big inspiration for me as well to, on that subject. And obviously, like I said, I watched Barry since I was a wee boy. So my next question is based on obviously me getting a wee bit older now and going to college and doing sports coaching. I'd like to ask Barry um, just a simple, before obviously asking him for his autograph, but it's more <laughs> a case of um, what advice have you got for young coaches like myself that want to obviously make a name for themselves? Obviously, what experience would you say, like tips and stuff, would you give me for obviously going into sports? Go and make contact with with clubs to see if you can come in and and um, look over uh, what the the manager and the coaching staff do. Um, that's probably the the biggest bit of advice I would do. I done it when I came out of the game for fifteen months. I went and and spoke to to people who I knew were in the game and. Um, and get different ideas uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because all managers have got a different way of, of working um, and it's good to go and see different ways of, of them doing that so th- that's probably the biggest bit of advice I would I would tell you to do go and get in contact with, with clubs via email or, or if you know MD in there and I'm sure the clubs would be open for you to, to come in and, and have a look over what they do in the training field what course is it, Kieran, that you're you're embarking on? Uh, I'm doing level six, so it's um, NQ level six, sport and fitness at City of Glasgow College. Superb. Just about to start. Uh, yeah, we're starting literally in about two weeks' time. Uh, no, a week uh, yesterday we start. So literally in a couple of days' time, I'm about to start and um, and buddy. So my third year. So this has been three years now. I've been doing it, and I just found the passion but Barry's been the, probably the biggest inspiration since I was about six year old so obviously to be on the phone to such an idol and such a hero of mine is ideal for me but personally it'd be better with a autograph Well uh, you can come up and watch my training I'll invite <laughs> you up you can come up and watch a, a couple of sessions um, at, a, I do. No at a distance no way. at a distance I'd take it Kieran <laughs> Are you being serious? Yeah I'm being serious Yeah we'll organise that Kieran, we'll we'll get get you along can to I, to a Barry Ferguson training session. Barry, is that okay? Yep, no problem. No worries, thank you. Kieran, just before you go, what about Rangers start to the season? How are you feeling about how things went pre international break? Uh, well, personally, Rob, I think that Rangers are doing okay. Um, but what I said at the very beginning of the season was Stephen Gerrard's going to play a very hard ball. Um, he's obviously said the boys in. He's been working them. He's obviously been making it to a point that it's been, you know, right guys, we need to obviously try and stop the 10 in a row from Celtic. Um, well, Celtic are obviously in the hand of trying to get that. But for me, and the, the main observe is volleyball and goalie obviously was a bit stupid in my eyes mm-hmm. by going to Spain. Um, but what Rangers can't get too away with is what they did with the last Old Firm game last year was, in my eyes, that that Steven Gerrard and Rangers got a wee bit too cocky and over-exaggerative with, you know, they were going to take the league at that point in time. So what I would say to Steven Gerrard just now is, you know, t- 
take every game as it comes. You know, you could drop points at drop of a hat. Um, and personally, it's just take every game as a new challenge. You know, there's going to be times where Rangers are going to draw away Libby. You know, you've got Kilmarnock up there as well. You've got Hibs now. You've got the Odwee Cup tie as well. And stuff like that are just going to affect the players. But the players are just going to take the challenge one day at a, t- one day at a time. Um, and just obviously do their best and hope they deliver. And if the league gets won, then obviously it's a, a Bruce bonus. And Silver, we've added on to that as well, is obviously much earned from the players. But I think just now they've just got to take one game at a time. Kieran, good to hear from you. And uh, we'll get that organised. Uh, we'll get your details and, and we'll get you along to a Kelty Hearts training session and you can watch the master at work and you'll get his autograph at that same time as well. And uh, thanks for your call. Thanks for your questions as well. All the best to you. Nobody's thank you. Cheers, Kieran. Cheers, Kieran. Kieran on the Go Radio Football Show. We're going to be talking about grassroots football on the other side of the news and the difficulties of getting that up and running. We're talking football every night of the week on Go Radio, Glasgow's own. We will have Simon Donnelly, former Celtic striker, with us tomorrow night on the show. Cy Ferry returns on Friday. He will make his presence felt, no doubt. Paul Cooney will as well. And those contact details, Ali? If you haven't already, get in touch. 0808 17 17 700. You can drop us a text, 87474. Put go at the start of your message or do what Clyde FC Community Under 19's Firhill Star and Woodland FC have done and join us on at Go Football Show on the socials. Who we got? All right, so this is exciting. So I don't know if you've seen a massive storm over um, Twitter just at the start of lockdown when uh, a particular football team or a group of guys set up their own football team and one of the founders, Curtis from Glasgow Wellington FC is on the line. Curtis, how are you doing? I know, bad, Ali. Just on the way to train. How are you guys doing? All right. Good We're thanks. good. Um, Curtis, tell us a little bit about how you came up with Glasgow Wellington FC. Well, basically, just four boys who love football um, at different kicks crossroads about we are in terms of like two of us kind of played, two of us were kind of fans of the game. In terms of kind of lockdown, was kind of pretty good use and thought, right, we'll just go for this now. Um, just four best pals. Four, I forgot to do this without any money. We need to try and make some money. So, um, but at the same time, we created a wee strip, got a wee bit of publicity, and we thought it may as well use it for a bit of responsibility for good, for good here as well, and um, raise that money through charity for it as well. And um, I just kind of, like you say, just kind of took off really well. So just for anyone who's unaware, the football shirt is something that Si and I actually got. You got in touch with us telling us about it. You were given money for... Well, I bought it. It's not oh, free, babe. Barry's right, yeah. face all of a sudden perks up. Um, no, Rob looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that one. Um, but Curtis, you did a great thing for the NHS and was it a children's uh, charity as well? For any kids' shirts, donation was going there. And for any adult shirts, um, there was a donation going to the NHS as well, wasn't there? Yeah, so basically every adult's kit that was sold, £5 to the NHS. Every kid's kit. Uh, sold five kid five pounds would to Glasgow's children's charity as well. So we've, we've sold nearly I think it's over three hundred uh, strips now basically. So I'm not very good at maths, but times that by five, that's the money we've basically got for uh, charity raised through kit sales. That's quite impressive in your first year as a, being a team. The reason it's so popular is because it's got Glasgow City as the map of the strip, and then you've got yeah. your of course Duke of Wellington with his little orange hat on as well, which is or cone should I say, which looks quite cool. Uh, it's uh, 
think it, I mean, they kind of connect it, you know, because it's Glasgow as well. And like you said, it just kind of captures the city and the shirt, and they kind of like that kind of going the head and just die. Just something that they can relate to. Now, tell us a little bit about the games uh, at the moment because you got um, in touch and we got in touch with you regarding games being sort of cancelled other than local ones. So tell us how that's going to work for you or not. Yes, yeah, so I, I think we're in the same position as probably even some senior semi pro teams and uh, senior teams. So, like, we had our kind of pre-season kind of mapped out since June, July, as everyone else did. And then as the months go on, we go on and get told that it's going to be local friendly, this and that. And then even the last couple of weeks, we thought, right, we'll play teams around kind of the west of Scotland. And even as late as last night, we had basically a full pre-season kind of cancelled in terms of friendlies because, like, for instance, we were meant to play Albion Rovers in the 21s. And then that was told because they're basically a different part of Glasgow, a different postcode. It's not safe, so... Again, we can't really complain too much because, let's be honest, it's a global pandemic, but at the same time... Um, Something you were looking forward to. It's just kind of just put everyone kind of plans up in the air because we've now all got to suddenly find teams who who can play and can't play and all over that. We have to also try and find uh, parts for teams to play at. And because of the whole risk of spreading the virus, there are obviously limited parts open. I think in Glasgow you've only got like three Glasgow club places open. So you've got like, I don't know how many teams in Glasgow play amateur football, but it's not going to fit everyone. So I think everyone's kind of um, in the same boat. We're lucky that we actually ground share with Hamner Road uh, Youth Club. But again, we have to kind of adjust to their kind of availability and stuff like that as well. So, so that's, again, so that's in Govan Curtis, yeah? Uh, just on, beside uh, IKEA in Brayhead, so sort of like Ferguson football park, so quite accessible as well. Um, so that's where we're at right now, just kind of trying to find. I think it's basically a free for all, to be honest with you, just trying to find who can play when and who, who's this and that, whatever, you know. So, um, but again, like, can it's just the way it is right now, we just need to just need on with it, but. Aye, just to be honest, I suppose. Curtis, I'm guessing, if I'm understanding this correctly, you could have players in Glasgow Wellington FC who live in Renfrewshire or Eastern Bartonshire, so they wouldn't actually be allowed to play for you. You would have to be based in well, Glasgow and play for the team, or does it not work like that? That's the thing. That's the kind of great area, because we're getting told teams can't play from different districts. Teams who are based in different districts can't play teams in different districts. But like you just alluded to, like we've got guys who... Like, I'm from Paisley myself. I'm playing for Glasgow Wellington. Okay, boys are the same guys from, like, Mulgai and Coatbridge. But we can't play teams from Mulgai or Coatbridge. So it kind of... It's confusing. I feel feel as if, like, I get there's got to be something done and so things can be stopped and restricted. But at the same time, I think... I don't know. I don't want to sit here and flag anyone doing their jobs now because it's a hard job for anyone involved. But at the same time, I think maybe it's... You know, a better kind of thought process about how they're going to do it because it's, I don't know, it's just kind of frustrating, like you just said. I don't, because I live in Paisley, but I can't play with a team from Paisley, you know. But yeah, I can play with guys from these areas that we're not allowed to play against. I don't know, it just kind of doesn't. I, I, to be honest, it's not just me, it feels this way. I feel, I've seen in Twitter, the comments on Twitter today guys from Central, even ladies football as well, they, they train in all different areas. And it's just, it's just frustrating the way it is now, you know, so 
I think I think everybody's struggling to come to terms, and and I mean Barry Ferguson in the studio here, Curtis is nodding his head because, um, like you, uh, with his Kelty Hearts team, you know you're having to go through the hoops, Barry, yeah. to to try and make this all work. Yeah, we've we've got our first um, friendly game in, in Saturday, but we are um, our guys have got to come changed to the game with with our kit on. Um, uh-huh. An hour before the the kick off, um, in the stand, be two meters apart. I can't do a team talk. Um, I just need to go through the, the the stuff tomorrow night with them. Um, so basically, they're turning up with their boots, going straight on the pitch, and I'm all, only one in the sideline along with my physio. Everybody else, my rest of my coaching staff, and obviously the substitutions have got to be in the stand. And the team that we're playing against has got to come in a different area in the stadium and go to yeah. a different part of the, the stadium and getting changed um, so the weather could be absolute horrendous because it's no big stand ah. Rob it's mm-hmm. quite small so yeah. if the guys are um, coming in and it's blowing a wind and, and rain which it normally does up at Kelty they're going to get soaked and that's the same as training they've got to turn up just five minutes before we start training ready to train straight on the pitch and as soon as I blow the whistle to finish it They've got to go straight into their cars and not get a shower and obviously some of them are travelling through to Glasgow and, and we've got a couple of players that are also in, in the Paisley area. Right. So they're allowed to obviously come through and and train with their team but also there, as um, Curtis has just mentioned if they stayed, sorry, if they played with a team in Paisley they wouldn't be allowed to play. So it's a kind of grey area but do you know what Rob? I'm just happy to be back Yeah. at least kicking a ball and been out in the field with my, my whistle and my stopwatch and and listen all the protocols and, and all the rules and regulations we've got to go through do you know what we could be sat in the house doing nothing so I'm just happy to get a bit of fresh air and I've told the boys listen we could be in the worse um, state just now so just bear with it and hopefully in the coming weeks that we can come out it um, but I totally get where Curtis is coming from I've spoke to a, a few of my mates are involved in the amateur side in, in Lanarkshire and, and they're in the same boat so it's it's, it's difficult for these, these clubs and it's that determination to play isn't it Curtis that, that drives you on through all the, all these protocols all these guidelines that you have to navigate your way through that under other circumstances would, would maybe make you just back off and say forget it but, but you're so keen to play you just want to get playing football again I like Barry just said there, I think if you're just told what to do, you'll do it just to get on the park and kick a ball, do you know what I mean? Because you've been sat in the house three or four months watching replays, all game and stuff like that, and just it's itching your back out. And like Barry says, I'm sitting in the car park just about to take the session and then you're just happy to be there again. And hopefully, if it means we get to keep playing for longer, then hopefully we'll just need to do it, you know? Um, but like you said, the determination is the enjoyment factor of just playing the game. Hopefully it continues for, but hopefully we can get a season completed this time. Curtis, are you limited the amount of players that are allowed to be on the training field, the same as us? Because we're we, we've only uh, got eighteen I, players that are allowed to participate. I, um, I've I've just signed a player in, in Tuesday night, and that takes my squad up to nineteen, and I, I need to leave I, one player out of that training session, which I, um, is no great. Aye, so we've had to kind of like develop three you know, goalies and the field players. I mean, so if we're mm. Telling they come at a different time, so then they're getting a new before we go, and then we're just lucky we've got to kind of set that we've got a hammer roll that we can kind of do that as well. But tonight, um, like you say, it's like it's like half a pitch, you've only got 18, if it's a quarter of a pitch, sometimes that might happen. Some teams have got like 
14, plus three coaches, something like that, I'm not really sure again. Yep. Your COVID officer at the club obviously keeps you, keeps you right and stuff like that. But um, like you say, you're limited to what you can do. And you feel like, you feel terrible saying to somebody, like, can I come and train tonight? Or I can't have this and that. Because I've been probably, last few weeks as well, you're like, yeah, boys, you've seen, I think the kind of biggest thing was for us the last couple of months as well, mate, was the fact that you've seen teams kind of gradually going back and doing their kind of groups and group training and stuff like that. And we kind of, Held back and you no, know, wait until I think it was the 24th of August and get going. And we had all this kind of plan, and then we given that kind of stuff after the bowling goalie, kind of rubbish, and that kind of set us back. But now, like we said, just say, I think now the fact that we can go in the park, get the balls, we don't we'll have to. If people need to use it, so be it. If it means even when the coaching staff need to sit out, or even if it's just boys who maybe aren't quite signed yet then so be it but you've just got to be fair with people and be honest with them and hopefully they can understand them because it is just the way it is now mm-hmm. and if you stick to it and fingers crossed nothing gets the way it was back in March and April then we can maybe come out of this and get back to that football normally it was you know and having training train numbers at normal and have showers after training like you say as well but just find your time in it and just Take what we can get at the minute. Yeah, but it's not ideal. But you know what? The most important thing is we're out kicking a ball, and it's good for the mental Aye. state of people as well. Um, as I say, mm-hmm. it's the only frustrating thing for me is day eighteen and the staff. So um, yeah. I, I'll need to work something out. I might need to put. I'm not allowed to put one of my my senior players with my my twenties. This is oh, a lot for you to think about, Barry. I'm it sure is. So I'm glad <laughs> I've got a COVID a COVID officer and a health and safety officer. Uh-huh. Because um, it's a it's a headache, but do you know what? I, you've got to stick to the the rules and the regulations, and and we do everything. Like I'm sure Curtis clubs the same. We've got to sanitise things before we start training, and then sanitise things after training. So we're doing everything but but the book, and that's credit to the club. It would be great if we could find a team for Glasgow Wellington to play, Ali, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, Curtis, I've got some good news and some bad news for you. So I'll give you the bad news first. You yeah. did ask if you could play. Kelty Hearts so unfortunately we can't sort that out because they're not within your area however we could set up a game with William from For Hill Star who is on the line just now William how you doing? Hiya not too bad how are you? So um, are you up for a game with the, the Glasgow Wellington FC? We are indeed yeah we're up for a game against the Dukes. Curtis what do you reckon? Aye 100% bring them on aye <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant this is fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. We just need to work out where it's going to be. Where are you going to play this? Well, hopefully, like we'll get our kind of our pitch. Uh, well, over the of Hamden Road, we can use the pitch and selling dates. Um, twenty eighth, the twenty sixth, nineteenth, and twenty sixth of September. Um, hopefully, after that, it's for how then we can get that sorted. If not, we can get our Wednesday night so somewhere if it's like Glasgow Green or just somewhere around the city that we can get a boot but hopefully we can get a boot to our place and then give us a home advantage as well you allowed fans in? I want to come and watch that <laughs> uh, but that's the thing we're lucky that way because I think you know yourself Barry that um, people there's going to be a perimeter in the park even yep. but I think the car park at Hamden Road lets you see the park so you can come down if you want if you want you can bring your boots as well mate he just wants a shirt, I think. Well, there's an offer from William. That's two two signing offers already. Well, are you needing any more positions filled, William? Or how's your team looking? Uh, we could use a good goalkeeper if you've got one. 
Right, there's a shout out across Glasgow in the West. <laughs> and and William, have you been listening to what Curtis has been saying and just just about all the all the guidelines that have got to be adhered to and and it's a pretty painful process. I mean, you have to want to do it because there's a, a lot to go through before you can actually get a game. Yeah, I mean, everyone obviously wants to comply and just get the game back, but it's uh, you just wish a bit of logic was applied. Some some of the teams can't travel, you know, two or three miles to play against opposition, but they're allowed to travel like you know twenty thirty minutes away. So it doesn't really make sense. It's boys that are travelling for our team for half an hour, forty five minutes, but we can't go five minutes along the road to play different teams. So it doesn't really make all that much sense. But you know, everyone just wants to get the game back. I, I tell you what, Rob. See the guys that at Firhill Star and in Glasgow Wellington. They, they deserve a lot of credit for what they do. Um, it's great to great to see it. Look, they're just desperate to play football yeah. like everybody, and yeah. and that's us. We've organised a game, and they're letting us come down to watch it. This so, could, the, brilliant. Yeah, this could, <laughs> Ali, this could, Ali, this could take off. Who, who else have you got to throw into the mix? Absolutely. Team, team wise, lots of you have been getting in touch at the At Goal Football Show. If you want to get involved as well, Clyde FC Community Under 19. They're looking for an away fixture, ideally this Saturday. So if anyone wants to play them, Frail Star, of course, as we've mentioned, Sunday onwards. Uh, Woodland FC, who are a Glasgow-based team, are looking for a, a game, looking for a match. So maybe it's your team. I think most people, the, the feeling I'm getting doesn't matter if you're on the same level or maybe slightly different you were saying that earlier Curtis wasn't you just want to play yeah. I, I sit, after you sit like I say you sat in the house for three or four months just dying to get out there on the parties wanting to play football and I asked you just want to get out there kick the ball as bad as as well and there's the mark amateur, amateur senior ex-pro whatever we'll play them and take them on you know kick as well Curtis while you're on have you got a question for Barry Ferguson yeah, you, anything, yeah. anything you'd like to ask him apart from would you play in this game <laughs> How would you feel for Kelly going forward? I was, actually, I was with East Stirling last season against mm. Barry's team, and um, I felt they were very, very unlucky. Knowing you up, uh, how it was decided and stuff like that. How is his How is his team shaping up for this year? And do you think he'll get the same kind of performance this year? I think we tip up there, go for promotion again. Yeah, that that's our aim. Listen, we were we were disappointed in in what happened, but listen. Uh, they made a decision and we just had to move forward but in terms of, of this season um, we've, we've made a, a bit of a change to the squad there's there's four or five boys that have, have moved on and, and we've brought in three or four and we're still in the market for another couple of players but I've kept uh, the nucleus of the, uh, the, the squad for last year which I thought was a good squad at that level so our sole aim is to go and try and win the, the league again and hopefully this time that we can get promoted William, Aye. William, in the interest of balance, anything you'd like to ask Barry or any anything you'd like to say while you're on? I wouldn't mind asking Barry when he's going to move up the leagues and take one of the bigger jobs. Well, oh. yeah, we've been asking him that same question in recent shows, Barry. Yep, no, listen, I'm I'm happy. I, I say that on Monday, Rob. You, you asked me, I think one of you, I can't Maybe remember. Was it Sai? No, I think it was was it Sai or Paul? Can't remember. Anyway, listen, anyway, anyway just answer. <laughs> I'm happy what I'm doing just now. Listen, I'm I'm happy. Doing my media bit and I'm happy at uh, uh, Kelty, but as you say, you, you never say never. Um, but at this moment in time, you've got to do what you you enjoy, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing just now. But as I say, in the future, you never know. And he said it with a straight face as well. <laughs> so, William and Curtis, thanks for your questions and th- thanks for coming on as well. And we look forward uh, with interest. You'll keep us posted, obviously. We'll be in touch about that. 
the grudge match coming no it won't be a grudge match at all <laughs> between Glasgow Wellington and Far Hill Star so uh, thanks for coming on explaining the all the the processes you have to go through uh, and it would be good to get that game organised and maybe other teams uh, around Glasgow and the West as well can uh, get in touch with us and use us to make contact and get some games set up and get back playing because that's what we all want to do thanks for calling us on the GOAT Radio Football Show the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! We're heading fast towards half past six on the Go Radio Football Show. It flies by, it certainly does. And we might have a new role as matchmakers as well on this show, setting up uh, the matches we've just done between Glasgow Wellington and Far Hill Star. And maybe more to come on that as well. Get in touch if you're looking for opposition, if you're looking for a game with all the restrictions which are applying at the moment. It makes it pretty difficult to do. Uh, but good chat with uh, those two, William and Curtis, just before the break. On the back of the break, let's speak uh, Rob McLean, Ali Defoy, Barry Ferguson to Aidan, who's a Celtic fan. And I'm just beginning to turn a little bit jealous here because although you're from Cote Bridge, you're currently in Martinique. Is that right, Aidan? Hi, I'm in Martinique now. I am working. Right. OK. It's all right for some, eh? <laughs> How's the weather? Aye, it's not bad. Aye, roasting, it's good, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> and you'll be well aware it's not roasting back here. I'll, I've no got a clue. Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really balling. All ah, right, okay. <laughs> not, you're not, not fast. Nah, no, I think if I was Martinique, I wouldn't be caring either. To <laughs> be not, honest, not feeling bad for you, Rob. <laughs> you're, you're through, Aidan to Barry Ferguson. What would you like to ask? I just wanted to ask him how would he feel him and Derek if uh, Lewis wanted to sign for Celtic? I'll be honest with you, Aidan. In terms of if it was going to happen and, and Celtic come in from, I mean, Lewis is his own own uh, guy. He'll make his own decision. I don't think it would be a factor in, in Lewis making that decision that his his dad um, and his uncle played the Rangers. I, I think he's pretty. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, I don't think that would worry him. Whether Celtic are interested in him. I don't know I know there's been a lot of talk about Celtic and Rangers I do if I'm being honest with you Aidan I do think he's good enough to play for, sorry to play for both of the teams um, I don't know if you agree with me there but I think each year he's improved um, and certainly this season he's had a real good start to the season so I, I, look, I wouldn't hold anything against him um, as I said I, I just want the best for him and for him to have a, a very good career in, in the game and Listen, he's he's done it the hard way. He got let go for Rangers as a young kid. He get he got that knock. He went to Hamilton um, and worked his way up and got the move to Aberdeen. And he's flourished under under Derek McInnes up there. And I think Aberdeen, if he keeps his form up that he's shown, I think Aberdeen will find that uh, sorry hard to to hold on to him. Do you like him, Aidan, as a player? Ah, he's decent. No, I mean, and if he keeps playing well, he could even go. Southern selling Rangers and go down south, maybe. You don't yeah. know. Just depends who's looking at him. But some pressure anyway, you know what I mean? We've dabbing yeah. Yeah. I think I think too some sometimes a lot of people get locked into the stereotypes in these sort of situations and think, Well, his dad and his uncle played for Rangers, so that'll be the move, then that'll be the next move to the Rangers. But yep. but but there's nothing certain about it and, and obviously from from what you're saying, uh 
your nephew Lewis is not locked into any going to any team in particular. It's just the best move for him at the right time. No, he's he's not, Robbie. He's focused on doing the best that he can do and, and getting the best out of his his career. I've been asked this question quite a number of times um, from people. Oh, would you hold something uh, against him? At the end of the day, he's my nephew, and I want the best for him, and I want him to to try and be the best uh, player in in Scotland. And and you know what? He's got a chance. Um, as I said, he's he's certainly each season he's in, improving and got to give a lot of credit to Hamilton. A lot of people just say Look, Derek's done a great job up there. He certainly has, but Hamilton deserve a lot of credit yeah. for taking them on um, and, and and working with him as a, a a young a young man. When you get that disappointment, it's easy to get lost in the game and and fall out it. But Lewis had that bit between his teeth to go and prove that he's good enough to make it as a as a professional footballer and he's certainly done that and listen if a move went to if a move came and it was Celtic listen fair play I'm going to do it but You'd still I wouldn't watch ask him wouldn't for you? a ticket <laughs> let's be honest but listen I just want him to to go and, and be the best he can be and I, I'm sure if he keeps working hard he'll get to that level at some stage What, what are you thinking Aidan about Celtic and the transfer market at the moment the, they've brought in Ayeti and Turnbull and now Shane Duffy are you, are you pleased with those signings or do you think Neil Lennon has the squad now to, to do 10 in a row? Ah, well I think he's done well but maybe a few more in just to everybody's main tees but I think Duffy's a great a great getting him on loan that's a great sign you know what I mean so experienced defender so that's all you can ask for on it I mean uh, one of my mates uh, asked me about that I, I think it's the left back area for Celtic or the left wing back whatever way they're going to play if Lenny goes to a 3 and a three five two. I think a lot, the left back area is somewhere he'll, he'll look to try and strengthen Taylor's done He's done okay. Yeah, but there's nobody else really. There's, there's no backup. There's no backup there, so that's probably an area um, that he'll be looking to strengthen. And looking forward, Aidan, to, to getting Lee Griffiths back um, on the back of the international break, if he if he's ready to do so. Maybe a Yeti, having been on international duty with Switzerland, might be a little readier than he was to play. Odson Edouard obviously was featuring for the French under 21s, so so that striking situation could be a whole lot better in the next week or two. I well, I don't know what Lennon was saying about folk being injured and that. That's up to him. He knows better than them, but just be good to get a decent actual striker. Know what I mean, instead of playing Christie up front, so better than having a natural striker than somebody like playing Christie or Ellen or somebody going up front. Know what I mean, what's your thoughts, Aidan, in terms of the way Celtic play? What's your favourite formation? I like the three-five-two. I think after last year when they swapped to that in January, it made just that big difference just to push on. Know what I mean, well, you've seen them in that. In that League Cup final, man, against Rangers, they were awful. And then they played Rangers in the 29th. And they were hopeless again, and then they just kicked on. Don't know if that helped, helped any Rangers not playing as well after January, but I just felt as though that was perfect. Playing Reef and Pong in the right. Just bang on. So, don't know. I'd like to see a Jetty up by, a big Jetty up by Edward. Just think he'd be good. So, I don't know. It's up to Lennon, obviously, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think you say that I want this and that, but that's <laughs> up to him. I think the signs are good of a Yeti. I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's maybe been a little bit surprising for me that 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 he hasn't pitched him in from the start in in those two games. But you can't ask much more than coming off the bench and scoring and and real strikers' goals. I think as well, just poachers' goals, the the, the ones that you want a striker to to be scoring. Yeah, but that that's um, when I watched Celtic and both times that he, he came on and he scored. He certainly looks like a, a poacher. 
he, he, he'll go and get the ball late off and his first thought is to get in that box as quick as possible um, pretty similar to Lee Griffiths that's what Lee Griffiths does yeah. um, I don't know what's going to happen with Lee Griffiths a lot of Celtic fans will be I'll be anxious to know um, I'm sure that's one question that Neil Lennon will get asked this week because I've seen obviously he's back training but yeah he looks if he's a, a, a decent a decent sign and as you say Rob he can't do much more than come off the bench and, and score two goals um, it, and as I said that's two weeks now since the break he's been away in international duty another two weeks of training he's now fit I don't think there can be any excuses and Klamala as well played a bit of, a bit of time for, for Poland so a lot of the fans will be seeing what way he's going to go um, from now on in. Aidan, what is it you doing, Martinique? What's your what's your work? Uh, I work on wind turbines, mate. Wind so turbines. Usually right. all over all over the world, but I'm in the Caribbean, luckily enough, for now. Right. So. Okay. Rob's face He's job, like Right I, I've just, Amazing Yeah I've just got a green colour um, That's quite en- That's quite enough About your glamorous locations But good of you to Get in touch with the show And hopefully uh, We answered your question there And uh, good luck And stay safe No Same with you Cheers Thanks very much Cheers Aidan All the best That was Aidan Who's a Celtic fan From Coatbridge But currently from uh, Martinique um, Wow so, You so, said that With a little no, grit no, Through no, your no. teeth It just sounds lovely <laughs> I know it does Doesn't it Just just harking back uh, Barry to our conversation With William uh, And Curtis uh, About grassroots football Amateur football And just the number Of people At the moment uh, Men, women Boys, girls Climbing the walls mm. To get out of the house and play football. That, that's what that conversation was all about. It was all the, the the difficulties that you have to go through, and you know all about it mm-hmm. at Kelty to, to actually get a game to, to to play football. And it got me thinking about people's mental health because because football, you know, can be so so beneficial. Um, just getting out, but fresh air, whatever you're doing, physical activity, um, but but an interaction I mean, as well. Yeah, Rob, it's a release. For yeah. a lot of people And I love the passion Of the, the two guys That were on that They're desperate Just to get out And get their teams training And Listen I know a lot of guys That run boys clubs And amateur teams And, and they're the same And I think it's great Exercise is a, a great way If people are, are Suffering mentally In the house And I, look You know how tough it was During lockdown um, And the, the rules and protocols That you've got to go through These These guys who run These teams Deserve a lot of praise it's a lot of work it needs to go on in the background and it's all voluntary as well yeah. mm. these guys so they deserve a hell of a lot of credit and as I say it's just it's great for people to get out and get fitness because it releases a lot of there's anxiety and as you say depression mental health yeah. is massive just now um, so it's just great that mental health is part of our conversation at the moment it should be uh, and, it, and it is um, and that that is that is really healthy that that we that we are now talking about it because, I mean, thinking you've been talking about being a nineteen-year-old playing for Dick Advocate. I mean, at that point in a football dressing room, um, you you just weren't going to be having that conversation. You weren't really going to be conscious. Of, you would be conscious of his physical health and and injuries maybe, but you weren't thinking about what was happening inside his head. No, and and you know what, Rob. Obviously, the last couple of years, mental health. A lot of people have been open and honest now, and be able to come out and, and speak openly about it. Um, and I think back to my career when I'm sitting in dress rooms and and guys maybe are going through a, a tough time on the pitch, not playing so well, and and maybe struggling. And back then, you wouldn't even think they they, they wouldn't even speak about it. Um, so 
I've even at the level I'm at, I've had to deal with a couple of my players. Um, I've done a bit on mental health, and my doors always open if they're suffering. Um, they come, and if I can't help them, I can put them in a direction to get help for elsewhere. I just, it's important that people speak out um, about it and don't hide it. Um, and it's great to see over the last year the famous people, um, the, the sports people, have come out and and spoke about it. It's refreshing to see. And there's been so many people helped by, by that because um, just your, your your normal person sitting in the house, maybe they're one of their heroes that is speaking about it and that will then allow them to say, right, you know what, if they can do it, I can go and seek the help. Mm-hmm. And I mean, football does so much good work now in mental health. I mean, this is this is Suicide Awareness Week and, and there's all sorts of good work going on in that regard as well because the stats, the numbers... Um, for for young people uh, and suicide are, are shocking. Yeah, I, I seen the stats. Um, I I think it was at the start of the week, and I, I was taken aback. But um, and as you say, these, these sort of weeks and, and days that these are important for to get the word out to let people know that there's help out there for them. I think um, the most important thing is people need to know that mental health is just as important as physical health. And mm. you can see that somebody's broken an arm, they've got a cast on, you know that they've hurt themselves. But mentally, people have got things going on. And just by saying, how are you doing today? You're all right. That interaction in the training pitch or in the ground can make somebody think, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. They might not be, but they think, you know what? That person cares about me. That person's asked how I am, and that can completely change somebody's mood instantly. Yep, I, I do that as a manager. Look, I know my guys have got jobs during the day and they, they come out at night to train and, and I always make sure. That you, sometimes you can't get round everybody, but I make mm-hmm. a point on a Tuesday I get round five or six of them because you, you're so indulged in making sure the training's done right to make sure everything's okay at home, everything's okay in their, their job, everything, um, everything else is going on in the background. Listen, come and see me, come and speak to him about it. As I say, if I can't help you, do you know what? I'll do everything in my power to try and put you towards the right place for you to get the, the, the help. And I've done that with, with two or three players. Um, the club also have been have been great that way. So it's um, I don't like seeing people suffering, but when you get famous sports people coming out and, and being open and honest, it helps a lot of people. Football's long had this rough, tough image, and mm. so you're not feeling so good. Well, just get a grip, get on yeah, with that, it. You that's know, that, what that, happened. That, that was it. That was the old days, wasn't it? That that's what happened back in the day when when I was breaking through. Um, Do you think just, that's people uncomfortable, no, knowing there's something up with you and not knowing the right thing uh, to say? So just saying, I just oh, think sort, it's sort out there now. Out. I just think it's out there. There's a lot more people brave enough to come out and and say their piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it is back then and once somebody does once somebody breaks the ice then, yep. then ev- everybody it snowballs. can it, it snowballs and I mean you see so many people um, who suffer from it um, it's, it's not nice um, but it's important that the word's out there that there's it's, um, the help's there mm-hmm. it's good to, to talk if you don't want to talk to your parents or friends go and talk to somebody else because it's important that we we help these these individuals. It was always a problem. It was already a problem before lockdown, but that has really exacerbated the the situation, hasn't it, at the moment? Yeah, I mean, see, for me, I, I was in a routine, and when when that routine gets taken away from you, I mean, I found myself just going out in the garden and and potting about, trying to keep my mind active, because um, you obviously you're in lockdown, you're not allowed out the the door, so. 
I, I made a, a pack of trying to, to do things that I would normally not do just to keep myself active uh, and it was important and that, I was relaying that to my players as well because um, again they're used to working during the day and training at night as I say you're in a routine and when that routine is taken away for you it's hard to deal with um, so I used um, different mechanisms to, to keep my mind alert that's what I found helped me and I passed on to my, my, my players as well and, and my staff and and thankfully, everybody get through it. It's something uh, we'll speak more about on the Go Radio Football Show. This is Suicide Awareness Week, and we will be touching more on that in the next couple of days as well. And uh, feel free to get in touch with us as well on the usual, uh, in the usual ways. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. It's Glasgow Zone. It's Go Radio, and it's the Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Not much more than 15 minutes to go on the Go Radio Football Show. That's a lot of goes in the one sentence, to be honest. Uh, but we're into the last lap. I think that was what I was trying to say. Hopefully you've enjoyed it tonight. And still He's more doing laps. <laughs> no, why do you smile when you're doing the, the travel? Why not? It's There's no problems on the roads. Right. That makes what, me happy. Yeah, but what, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Be miserable? Well, you're, no, you're just smiling into the mic. I'm just looking and thinking. That's crazy. What, what if there was a what if there was a major <laughs> backlog on the M8? Would you not smile then? Well, no, I'd probably yeah, no, I would smile because it comes across when you listen at home. If I yeah, don't smile, you, it sounds what, a bit like this. Yeah, but what if you're in a traffic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if you're in a traffic jam? You don't want to hear you smiling at that point, do you? Why not? It makes people feel a bit better about okay. their, their All right. delay. I okay. don't know. Okay. Leave me alone. Good answer. Good answer. Let's talk to Ross County winger Josh Mullen, who is with us now. Looking forward to a few fans in the ground at the weekend. Hi, Josh. Hi, yeah. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Good to hear from you. I'm just, I mean, I was just looking at your. I was just checking on because Barry was saying to me, Barry Ferguson was saying to me before the show. Josh was used to be with Albion Rovers, and I was looking at your clubs, and you played with Pollock and and uh, Kilburnie Ladeside as well before that. So you you've sampled uh, you've sampled football at, at the lower levels, which probably gives you a lot of appreciation of of where you've got to. Uh huh. Um, definitely, like you said, it's just that. Uh, Appreciation that I've that I've got now. Um, it's obviously getting to play the likes of Celtic on Saturday, so it's kind of it's kind of good. I get asked about it a lot. Um, I wouldn't have kind of changed the way that I've come through, um, and I've been, I've enjoyed my time in, in the way that I have I have I have done. And you were at East Stirlingshire, I think. Were you right at the start? Yeah, I was there. Um, I was there as a young boy as well. Um, before I kind of took a different path and went and done an apprenticeship and stuff, um, and then I went back to football. You had a great time at Livingston. Um, that sparked the move to, to Ross County. Um, and uh, your team has had a, a good start, a really good start to the season. Points on the board early on, which, which makes a, a big difference, doesn't it? It does, uh-huh, definitely. Like you said, we won, we won our first two um, and we've had a couple of draws as well. So that's always our aim is to pick up as, as many points as, as quickly as possible. You always get asked, can I watch your aim for the, for the season? But... I think for likes of us that is a club that's just get as many points as you can as, as quickly as you can and, and like you said we've had a we've had a good start. So it's been all positive but there's obviously definitely room for improvement there. Josh, it's Barry here. How are you doing? How are you doing, Barry? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Um big boy Ross Stewart, there's been obviously a lot of interest and a, a lot of paper talk about him. Um how good how far do you think and how good is the big man? Uh-huh. He's um, the big man. I'm laughing because also I see him every day. He's, he doesn't take himself uh, seriously at all, and he's mm-hmm. he's been linked with these clubs. But 
he deserves it. You see, you see his goals over the the last couple of seasons. Um, he's a big target man, but he also takes the ball in and and for the size and when something his legs up, he's he's away. So he's got everything definitely to go and um, to go and kick on again. Uh, I believe he's been bought um, for his from his last few clubs, so there's no reason why he can't um, go again. But he definitely deserves it. Is he being affected at all, Josh, by the the transfer talk which is swirling around at the moment? Every day, um, like he has done from the start of the season. Um, honestly, I don't know kind of what I was about the situation, but uh, if you had taken out, then there's definitely nothing that's that's affected him. Just comes in every day with a, a smile on his face, looking to looking to train. It's a really impressive operation in Dingwall. I mean, I'm I'm biased because that's my neck of the woods, um, and I love seeing what Ross Kent what Ross Kent. County have done is pretty ridiculous to be honest mm. um, winning the League Cup getting to the Scottish Cup final all that sort of stuff establishing yourself in the in the top flight but uh, um, I mean it, it 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 shouldn't really happen in a town with a 5,000 population but um, it, it's all really impressive Roy McGregor at the helm uh, definitely like you said also the population stuff um, that's a question I get asked a lot you know, what is there up in the up in the Highlands, but it's lovely. It's a lovely part of the world. Um, and to be honest, when I first came up, I was I was shocked with the the facilities that Ross County's got. Like you said, that's down to the chairman. It's his club, and and he loves the club. So obviously, he invests in it well. Um, and we've got everything up here that you could possibly need. Uh, like you said, I've came from kind of lower league and juniors and stuff. So coming up to see that the facilities that are here is is incredible, and it's it's something that you can't say no to once you once you see it. To be honest. It's all. I mean, it's also a great squad, isn't it? And I mean, which you're finding at the moment, I guess. You know, getting a reg- getting a regular game, getting a regular start at the moment is really difficult, and that speaks volumes, I guess, for for what uh, Stuart Kettlewell has done in, in beefing up the squad. Definitely, I think you see um, the strength and depth and the and the numbers that we've got. Um, everybody's coming in every day and and fighting fighting for their place. Um, everybody came back from from lockdown um, looking looking good, looking fit. So it's been um, it's definitely been everybody kind of fighting for their for their place at the start of the season, and I'm sure that will continue um, with the, the quality that we've got in this squad. Has that been frustrating for you, not playing as much as you would like? It has been, uh-huh. um, but that's that's part and parcel of football. It's just kind of you go in and, and you get your head down and, and work even harder uh, and see what it takes you. So, uh, like I said, I've came from kind of the lower leagues. I know what it's all about. I know what I need to do, and and I'll continue to do that. What are you thinking about uh, uh, three hundred fans? Um, unless there's a change, hopefully there's no U-turn between now and then. But uh, three hundred fans in the ground for the the Celtic game on Saturday. I think it's um, I think it's definitely a, a positive thing. Uh, I don't see any reason. This is just my personal opinion. I don't see any reason why there can't be fans in just now. I know they've done it at the rugby and stuff as well. Uh, so I think it's it's something that everyone's looking forward to and, and just hoping that it goes well. So maybe in the, the next couple of weeks the numbers can go up um, because everybody everybody loves football and and wants to get kind of back to that. So. It will definitely be good for for us as players and for some of the supporters to come back and and get that feeling again. How are you finding all the protocols that you have to go through as a player at the moment for training and and playing? Uh, it's different. It's definitely different. Um, but like you said, it's just through them all um, all the time. Some it's a wee bit bizarre, but you'd do anything just to you know, get back in training, get back playing, and 
when you had that that long layoff, whatever you're uh, kind of required to do, you do it, and and that's just how it has to be now. What what do you think? That. Sorry, Josh, the, the line was just breaking up a little there. Uh, just before you go, what what about that? What about the Celtic game? I and mean, we've been speaking uh, at times in the show about players coming back, Odson Edouard having played for the French under-21s, Lee Griffiths might be available if he's if he's back in training and he's ready to go. A Yeti might be a bit sharper. David Turnbull has had a game now. Uh, Shane Duffy is on board. We expect him, I guess, to, to, to play in that game as well. How, how, how am I sounding? Am I beginning to frighten you? Uh, like you said, they've got, they've got so many. Even think of what team they could play is you could be, you could be miles off it, but like you say, for us at Ross County, it's, it's the kind of games that you want to play in. So um, we obviously did international break there, and, and whatever team they play, we'll kind of we'll look to just go and get some sort of positive result from the game, um, and just start kind of good and, and see what it takes us. Josh, good to talk to you, um, and all the best with uh, with that game in front of a few hundred fans in Dingwall on uh, on Saturday, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. All the best. Cheers, Josh. Cheers, Josh. Thank you. That's Cheers. it. Bye-bye. Josh Mullen looking forward to Ross County. Uh, dodgy reception. Yeah. yeah, it was a dodgy reception. Because he's in Dingwall. I was just about to say it, but Rob might get a bit touchy. Yeah, well, exactly. I might. Um, it's <laughs> What's he going to do over I, there? I, it's fine. You know, you, know, you know one of my hates in life is people saying, oh, Dingwall, difficult place to go to, difficult place to get to. I've not, never been. Not, not really. You just go on the A9 and keep going. I, I played up there in a the testimonial game. Remember when Brian Irvin yep. was at Ross County? Yeah. And I've got to be honest with you, um, the people round about the hotel um, and then in the stadium were lovely people. Yeah, you couldn't be. Uh, they made you feel so welcome. I'll be honest with you, it was it was unbelievable. It was great. It was great. And See, not, not were you worried to... they wouldn't be? <laughs> they're not used to no, seeing. No, but it was a lovely part of the world as well. I mean, Aye. the drive, you obviously up Inverness across yeah. the bridge. Um, some beautiful uh, places. Um, they're not used to seeing superstars up there, you see. That's what it is. That's what it is. But what what an operation it is. I mean, I was just speaking to him about it there, and 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 they're. I mean, they were they were first along with Celtic, I think, to get a testing machine mm-hmm. during during all of this coronavirus. But even with the Rob. Yeah. The chairman Roy McGregor deserves a, a lot of credit. He's he's pumped a lot of money into that that club. Uh, it's not the the biggest of stadiums, but it's a tidy stadium. They've got the training facility right beside it. Um, and it's a club where sometimes they find it hard to attract players. But as Josh just says, when they get players up and they see the stadium, they see the training facility, that's enough for them to get it over the line. Once you sample it, Inverness Cali Thistle the same. I think a lot of players have been in two minds and once they get there and they, they sample the life up there, they've settled down to it. One thing I want to speak to you about just before we go, we're almost out of time on the Go Radio Football Show, just pointing ahead towards the weekend, it's Rangers against Dundee United. Would you expect Alan McGregor to, to be in goals for Rangers post-international break or do you think it will still be John McLaughlin? I don't think the manager will change um, from the Hamilton game. Which your pal Griggsy's not going to be too pleased I know, about. If you're asking me, he's the best goalkeeper. He's, he's the best guy for the job. But I've I've just got a feeling that the, the manager's happy. Um, what's happening on the field just now? McLaughlin's not had a, a a lot to do, but what he's had to do, he's done well. So I don't think the manager will see a need to to change. But you also think back, don't you? to big games I mean you'll think back to having played with him mm-hmm. in big games I think back to big games European games maybe especially the last couple of seasons where generally in every one of those big games 
there was a big save from Alan McGregor that was yep. that was as important as the goal that maybe Alfredo Morella scored up at the other end. Yeah, he pulls off massive saves, Rob. He's a he's a top quality goalkeeper. Um, I mean, if I'm in a position, I, I play Alan McGregor because he's the best goalkeeper. Um, as you says, in the big games, he produces big saves, uh, and I'm a big believer. If you've got a top goalkeeper in goal, that's worth 12, 15 points a season. Um, you seen it with Celtic last year when they struggled a bit Fraser Foster come up with big saves and big moments in games um, and Alan McGregor's uh, Alan McGregor's the same he's a top class keeper but I do not think the manager will change Right this is your last show of the week so get your, I'm going to get your predictions in very quickly here Aberdeen Kilmarnock Aberdeen to win Livingston Hamilton Livingston Motherwell St Johnston Motherwell No draws in this at all no? Rangers Dundee United Rangers Ross County Celtic Celtic and St Mirren Hibs Hibernian Okay We'll get back to you on those and if you're <laughs> as successful as you were with your Stevie Clark team last Friday night you will be 6 out of 6 I would imagine I hope that, you're wrong And, and <laughs> the result in Monday and the first goal scorer Yeah, fair point Barry, <laughs> You stumped him there He was like, what? Good to have you on board uh, and we'll speak to you again next Monday on the Go Radio Football Show. Ali and I will be back tomorrow and we'll have uh, former Celtic striker Simon Donnelly with us, the new number two at Brechin as well. We're going to throw that in. See you tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go! go, go. Five.